welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode. Leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at Theater in the Now, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Will third time be the charm? Harry Potter is about to be a third year, and we're going to talk about all the fun he had as we make Mike watch Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And joining me to break it all down is mother, daughter, and babysitter, Heidi Ho, <laughs> Ari Dursi, and Bella Noche. That's actually kind of perfect. She's a cool babysitter, though. Mm-hmm. Is she? Is she, she lets me smoke cigarettes with her and her friends. We talk about all the dick we get. It's great. And I don't ever call her out when my Vicodin disappears from my cabinet. I know, right? It's a beautiful relationship. Well, this is a pleasure having the three of you. Um, Bella, this is officially your first time Officially on the my first time, yes. Um, you had an understudy last episode. <laughs> oh, thank God. I was so worried. This is Our, Aria's third appearance. Third in a row. I was I was so Mike. worried. I was so worried that my understudy was the Gluna Blue. Make, <laughs> make Mike watch is actually just uh, make Arya and Mike hang out and watch movies together. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You're um, so this is gonna be a fun <laughs> podcast. Um, if you can't see it, but Heidi is doing her makeup as we're doing this. So is that what she's doing? I had no idea. It's yeah. one o'clock it in the afternoon. Like, it, I actually <laughs> never wear makeup. I'm flawless at all times. <laughs> That's why it looks like an explosion of like chaos and powder over there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in the past, we've learned um, what Arya and Heidi's house is. What is your house? Um, I'm a Ravenclaw. Same. We're all Ravenclaw. Yes. Well, we're gonna learn all about uh, this third movie. Can I give you the cold hard facts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he hated it. No, <laughs> we'll get to that answer later. But Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban still stars Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, even more famous British people, including Queen Emma Thompson. Yes, yes the first appearance. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> yes, Queen Elizabeth is um, It is based on the 1999 novel by J.K. Rowling and the second follow-up to the 2001 movie. This time it is directed by Alfonso Cuaron. First time it's a different director, right? Yep, first yeah. time. The score by John Williams. It was released in 2004. And on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% on two fifty-five reviews, which is a 7.84 out of 10. And this is regarded by the critics as one of the best films in the franchise. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I had a stank face about it for a long time, but I think you, you might be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so we always kick it off with me giving the synopsis of the movie according to where we watch it from. Um, and guess what? According to iTunes, they got a long-ass fucking description again. Oh, Ready? Yeah, so Strap dramatic. in. All right. In Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry, Ron, and Hermione, now teenagers, return for their third year at Hogwarts, where they are forced to face escaped prisoner Sirius Black, who poses a great threat to Harry. Harry and his friends spend their third year learning how to handle a half-horse, half-eagle hippogriff, repel shape-shifting bogarts, and master the art of divination. They also visit the wizarding village of Hogsmeade and the Shrieking Shack, which is considered the most haunted building in Britain. In addition to these new experiences, Harry must overcome the threats of the soul-sucking Dementors, outsmart a dangerous werewolf, and finally... 
deal with the truth about Sirius Black and his relationship to Harry and his parents. With his best friends, Harry Masters advanced magic crosses the barriers of time and changes the course of more than one life. Directed by Alfonso Cuaron and based on J.K. Rowling's third book, this wondrous spellbinding spellbinder soars with laughs and the kind of breathless surprise only found in a Harry Potter adventure. That's not a synopsis, it's a critic review. <laughs> yeah, like, like, <laughs> iTunes really needs to check for their spoiler alerts. Like, we don't need to know that. Right, I was just like, why watch the movie? Right. You know? Well, um, Even though I, I feel like a few of those things were very misleading. Yeah. The, the, the hippogriff is a main point of the movie, but also not. She's in, like, three scenes, so let's calm down. And, like, no one mastered divination. No, like, absolutely No one not. mastered divination. Trinity I would have been, sure like, did. Harry and his family return to Hogwarts and explore m- the more depths of the Wizarding World, including furthering their education in classes we haven't seen right. before, such as... They shouldn't even have said anything about yeah. Sirius Black. Let no. that be a surprise. All right, yeah. well, can I tell you what I thought the movie was about? Yes, yeah, sure. That's um, my favorite part, actually. Harry Potter gets scared straight in jail. <laughs> I remember when that movie came out like in high school and everyone's like have you seen Scared Straight and I was like no that's stupid I'm a good kid I'm never going to jail <laughs> like, <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> spoiler alert serve five, five years hard time uh, <laughs> All right, in Azkaban yeah. in Azkaban can I give some jaw dropping facts about the movie yeah. jaw dropping mm-hmm. when Alfonso Cuaron became director he asked Radcliffe Watson and Grint to write essays on their characters oh yeah because they already had done so much research yeah right. Radcliffe wrote a page Oh. Watson wrote ten. Yeah. Of course she did. And Grint never managed to hand one in. Ah! That's so. That, I mean, you know that he was just like, yeah. "I'm wrong. I'm not going to do it." Yeah. Well, like, no. Watson's was so good. Kiron read it aloud to the other two. Oh, uh, bitch! And, mm-hmm. the, and that's the punishment right there. They're for not so. Doing... They were very much in their characters at that point. Yeah. And they're at that young cusp of the age, which they were probably looking at her so angry, like, "Bitch!" Never. That is character. Yeah. That is like <laughs> method acting, though. Making us ever bad about yeah. the new boss. Yeah, she's well, like, "No." I'm doing this. There were some idols on set. Gary Oldman was one of Daniel Radcliffe's idols. Oh, Oldman yeah. gave bass lessons to Radcliffe on set. Really? And bass Emma, lessons? Mm-hmm. Like, like a guitar? Yeah. Cute. Oh. Emma Thompson was, was one of Emma Watson's favorite actors. Mm. The two would later go on to star together in the 2017 live-action remake of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, well, do you think they were ever in the same room together? Fuck no. Um, probably not. Possibly, maybe. but maybe. Well, speaking of cast members Just who filmed cast films party. together... Never heard of a red um, <laughs> Alan Rickman and Emma Thompson, um, the two had previously starred together in Sense and Sensibility and Judas Kiss. Oh, Oh, and that film everyone loves, Love Actually. I I do. I actually do love it. Yeah. It's one of those movies where I feel like if you don't love it, like, you get, like, pelted with snowballs. Yeah. I understand why people hate it, and they're like, it's not a good movie, and I'm like, I'm just trying to feel good. I'm not trying to be, like, a critical analysis. It's the same way people feel about Taylor Swift. Yeah. I'm just trying to feel good. Yeah. So the <laughs> whole cast down. and crew moved to Scotland. <laughs> well done. The whole cast and crew moved to Scotland for filming because Prisoner of Azkaban contained so many outdoor scenes, mm. but it rained so much that producers had to order helicopters to deliver gravel to prevent the cast from falling over. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. what they get for making them mm. run so much. I wish they had a budget. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that before being created in CG, the Dementors were made as puppets? That's cool. They now reside in Universal Studios Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to like pretend to be so scared of this like Muppet Christmas Carol person right. coming at you. And uh, speaking of Dementors, J.K. Rowling based them on her struggle with depression. Oh, I could that's yeah. that's deep, yeah. and I that's so, I could see that. Yeah, you um, were reliving your scariest memory. Yeah, you thought I'd never feel happiness again. In yeah. the scene where Harry and Sirius face a Dementor by the lake, Radcliffe accidentally forgot to breathe, so he started hyperventilating and almost fainted. Oh, well, Commitment. I, I, I like that. 
and it took six hours to be transformed into a werewolf, and wore and uh, the actor wore contact lenses, actually preventing him from seeing. It took six hours for them to CGI. <laughs> see, I was gonna say that it took six hours to CGI him. Wow. Um, Hagrid's pet hippogriff was just a um a beak on a stick during filming. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, during filming, Michael Gambon, uh, Alfonso Cuarón, and Alan Rickman played a prank on poor Daniel Radcliffe by planting a fart machine in his sleeping bed. Um, in the Great Hall scene because he was positioned next to a girl he fancied. Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh no. And a I and love that. And Radcliffe oh. tried to stay in character. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, like Ron, Rupert Grant is actually scared of spiders. Duh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Who is that? I hate that. Yeah. The oh, night bus was so top-heavy that four tons of weight had to be added to its base so it didn't fall over. And they filmed its scenes by having the other cars on the road drive really, really slowly. Oh, that's They were barely driving at all. Yeah. Right. So Matthew Lewis, who played Neville Longbottom, started wearing false teeth, plastic behind his ears to make them stick out more, and shoes two sizes too big. Because he was starting to mature and look better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, you have to look dokey, yep. Um, cinema ushers were provided with night vision goggles by Warner Brothers to prevent illegal filming of the movie. Well, good, yeah. Right. That's cool. And during the close-ups of the Marauders map, the name Newt Scamander can be seen. Oh. He is the fictional author of the book in the Harry Potter universe, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find yeah. Them. Yeah. Why was he on the map? Was I don't know. Was he was walking he around there? the grounds at right. some point? Like, I don't know. Maybe we'll see in those prequels, Fantastic Beasts, and Where to Find Them. Yeah, we'll see. Um, so the legacy of the film, this film was nominated for Best Original Music Score and Best Visual Effects at the 77th Academy Awards. We were commenting on yes, the score. Yes, we were, really yeah. Pretty. Well, and John Williams, hello. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah, well, he's it was wicked. also recognized as a nominee in AFI's 100 Years, 100 Movies, and AFI's Top 10 Top uh, Ten Fantasy Films of All Time. Wow. It was yeah. the top? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so... Even over Labyrinth? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I love that, right? Before we get into this movie <laughs> a little bit, I want to talk about an article that I sent around that I saw um, on social media yesterday oh, yeah. about mm-hmm. a Catholic school banning Harry Potter books yep. claiming its spells and curses are real. Mm-hmm. So this is what the pastor said. Reverend Dan Rehill states that these books present magic as both good and evil, which is not true, but in fact a clever deception. The curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which, when read by a human being, risk conjuring evil spirits into the presence of the person reading the text. That's the exact reason why I was at first forbade to read them them when I was a kid. Um, so do you call bullshit on this? I call bullshit. So I grew up in a super religious Pentecostal family. And so when Harry Potter first came out, I've always liked magic and stuff like that. And reading was like my thing. Mm -hmm. And so I really wanted to read them. And there was this thing that went around in our church warning all the parents about Harry Potter. And it was promoting like witchcraft and worship of like black magic and things like that. So like my parents forbade me to read them. And one of my friends... Her parents were like, oh, we don't care. We give them to she, she would sneak them to me after she read them, mm-hmm. and I would read them in secret, and that's how I first read them, because I wasn't allowed. That's very nice. <clears throat> I also grew up in a very religious household, but I was very lucky. My mom uh, encouraged me to like find ways that were very independent, and they actually didn't monitor me very hard. My, they worked a lot, so mm-hmm. you know we were pretty self-entertained. But I remember I read the books pretty early, and when uh, the topic came up that some of my cousins were going to read them, there was one side of the family, they're very, they all were very churchy, but in different ways, and my aunt would read them to her kids before they went to bed, and then they had my, uh, well, another one of my aunts wouldn't let her kids read them at all. Oh, wow. So it's like this really interesting dynamic of everyone's different opinions about 
Christ and how the books worked. It's like some people are saying it's fiction. Just fucking let it go. <laughs> What's weird is that this is like resurging now. Right. Yeah. Like, Why now? In my sixth grade English class, Miss Flynn or Mrs. Flynn, sorry, gave us the book to read for assignment. The first one. I yeah, gave uh, I my it. fifth grade Secret Santa Chamber of Secrets Ooh. paperback. Paperback. Ugh, <laughs> <Ugh>, cheapskates. <laughs> so before we like dive into the beat of the, uh, the beats of the movie, um, there are two significant changes uh, from the first two films into this one. Okay. The first being. Um, we do not have Chris Columbus as director anymore. Right, he yeah, is now correct. Alfonso Cuaron. He was perfect to direct both of those first ones, yeah. though, because he gives it that very childlike, yeah, the childlike wonder where magic feel. is fun. Yes, yes. Um, for those who don't know, Cuaron is known for directing E2 Mama Tambien, Gravity, and Roma, three oh. films which I've never seen. Oh, very oh, adult. He's films. a yeah. He's a dark bitch, yeah. Alfonso. The other big change came in uh, the role of Dumbledore. Richard Harris had passed away um, yes. from Hodgkin's yeah, lymphoma. Um, before he passed away, he had said he didn't want the role to be recast. Obviously, they had to. Uh-huh. So it went to Michael Gambon. Um, he took over the role, but heavy rumors started early on that Sir Ian McKellen was offered the role, but he turned it down as he felt it was too similar to his Lord of the Rings character. And I can see that. Sean Connery was offered the role, I think, when they were first casting. Yeah. Well, I what... With these two changes, do you think it really had a big impact on the series? Yes, oh, I think the Dumbledore recasting definitely. Like it's it's a different it's a, it's a different, different sound. Dem- it's a different sound. It's a different demeanor. But I like him. It's a hard adjustment. I'm interested in how you think about it, Michael, because you're <laughs> yeah. seeing this for the first time. Because obviously we loved it, and but we watched it way back when, and I think I remember being both mad about the movie because there were just small things that I loved left out, and also. Yeah happy about the movie because it was really good and I didn't necessarily like see that Dumbledore's change was was detrimental to not right, what was going on. No. He you know? he I mean he definitely spoke a lot different. He had yeah. a more fuller voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so his presence was different. Um, but I think it didn't at least in this film his um, Dumbledore wasn't a massive character comparatively. Right. He's not in it as much and he still yeah. has whimsical mm-hmm. moments but he's just much no, more serious. serious. Yeah, it's very serious. Um, so let's talk about what was happening in the world at the time. So this movie was released on June 4th, 2004, which is about a year and a half later. So this was not a November release. This was a epic, let's do it in the uh, summertime. Yeah, uh, I went and saw That's why there was no Christmas in it. There, oh, that's that's, yeah, maybe that's why, because it's not, that yeah, makes sense. There you go. I saw it with my um, high school drama playcast that we were doing at the time. We like had our tech rehearsal and then we all drove up to Roswell, New Mexico, the next town over. <laughs> To watch the the like premiere night of this film, yeah, you just I the first one too, didn't you? I did as a kid. I made my mom take me to Roswell for the first one. I was seventeen at the time and finished my junior year of high school. I think I was a junior. Maybe I was a sophomore actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sophomore. Um. So the things that were happening. Uh, John Kerry wins the Democratic presidential nomination. Oh, oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> sophomore. Uh, San Francisco begins issuing marriage license to same-sex couples while Massachusetts legalizes same-sex marriage. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King wins 11 Oscars, including <sighs> Best Picture. They were just giving it to them because they were like, don't make any more, here's your award. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was also the year the final episode of Friends aired. Uh-huh. And wow. Ronald Reagan died. 
Well, the world, America changed the this year. God. They changed the directors of Harry Potter. We lost Reagan. <laughs> we lost Reagan. Gays were getting married. The liter- America actually, I think, just started going downhill. Yeah, <laughs> right. So at that this Return of the King won everything. Yeah. Because we had a little more... The, the first two films were filmed back-to-back. This one, we had a little more time in between. Yeah. So Daniel Radcliffe was 13, playing 13. Oh, uh, yeah. Rupert okay. Grant was 14 playing 13, uh, and Emma Watson is still the child at 12 playing 13. But oh. she looks, I feel like she looks she, the most mature in this film. I don't think, I don't know if she looks it's mature, that, she just, she gives off mature. It's, it's that hair. Because, well, and they put them in civilian clothes, it's because yeah. they spend so much time in, in jeans and, yeah. and uh, like a, a hoodie or whatever, that you definitely, you see them differently. They don't look mm-hmm. like yeah. children anymore. Yeah. Well, I want to talk about the clothes rules a little bit, mm-hmm. um, because we rarely see them in the iconic robes that much in this movie mm-hmm. they're like out in muggle clothes all the mm-hmm. time um, are there rules to what you can wear when I thought there was um, I believe that within I don't know if it's ever specifically discussed but I'm going to definitely say that there are you can't you have to wear robes for class oh absolutely you know so I bet they wear them all week but I don't think that you're required to wear them like in the dorms um, I would say weekends you probably don't yeah. have to wear them, but like during the week if you're like going to the Great Hall, like stuff like that, I would probably say yes. You can't just go down to mealtime and with, grab with, some snacks and go back up in regular clothes. I think right. that it's like a weekday mm-hmm. thing. Right. Meals are, are things. When they go to Hogsmeade, I think that's predominantly on weekends anyway, but right. they, that's and why so they don't wear clothes. So that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. it would be the same same situation. And also, um, is Snape's closet just filled with black robes? Is that yes. all he wears? He wears yeah, a lot of black. You know, consistency. Mm-hmm. Does it, how does he launder them? Or does he just have like 30 of He's them? Magic. He's they, magic. You know, he, he they have house potion. elves. You okay, have Dobby, okay. so oh, I'm sure yeah. there are house Fair. elves. Yes, it'll the... just like throw a potion on it. And it's like yeah. all clean. <laughs> all right, oh, ready to dive through the movie? Right. Yes. Yeah. All right. How does it start, Michael? Well, we're back at the Dursleys. Um, and what I wrote was this is the third movie and we clearly have a formula. We talked about it a little bit later on, but there is a formula to um, storytelling yeah. and J.K. Rowling is very, very much keeping with it. We're starting with the Dursleys. Um, what my first big note was the overall coloring of the film already is much darker and grimmer. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Um, it's like, Kieran it's almost is, as if everything is forecast. It's about to rain every day. Yeah, Kieran yeah. is definitely using a different color palette um, and really making... It less cheerful right. this time around. It's a tonal change. Well, and I mean the the enemies and the darkness of the first two films were very dark. A yeah. chamber of secrets within the school with a giant snake, like or this dude with a yeah. head on the back. Of but they, his own there was head. something whimsical about how they were portrayed. Yes, right. it was brighter. It was, there fan- was, it was more, more fantasy. It was more more about fantasy this is, and this epicness. is real. This, this year, is about, yeah, like, death we're getting more yeah. to the grim, the yeah. grim of the grim. The grim. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's night, and Harry is doing spells under the covers. And honestly, is this just a metaphor for wanking off? I hope so. Oh, maybe. Also, uh, you're not supposed to do magic outside of school. No one send him a little message like mm-hmm. you can't shine a flashlight, bitch. Yeah. Right. Well, Uncle Vernon keeps coming in and out to try to catch Harry, but he is far too sly for. Masturbating. Um, and then all of a sudden we get to hear Dan Rad's voice and he, it just keeps dropping. Yeah, it's oh going yeah. down. It's oh going down. He's getting You're finally getting into that British sarcastic humor. So low Aunt, and dry. We, we, we're introduced <laughs> to um, what's her name, Aunt Marge. Yeah, uh-huh. she's a Miss lot. Miss Trunchbull. Miss mm-hmm. Trunchbull from Matilda. Correct. Um, she's that aunt you hate because she thinks she's in charge. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like a yeah. white supremacist. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. She wear a MAGA hat. Yeah. <laughs> so at dinner, uh, she's like giving Harry the third degree, questioning him on everything, and Harry's just not here for it. So he gets mad and like abgr- wills a glass to break. Yeah, the um, lights flicker. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the rest of the family knows like, oh shit, 
Something's gone down. If something's wrong with the bitch, something's wrong with the pup. Yes. That <laughs> is a, a line. It is yeah. a line. Um, I'm sure a lot of children at that time used the word bitch and got to. in trouble. Um, and then all of a sudden, Dark Harry rising. Uh, Harry is getting <laughs> mad <laughs> and Aunt Marge rising. is getting huge. And I just said, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, she just floats away. It's pretty hilarious. Death um, by helium. Yeah, but the CGI of this moment is kind of sensational. Yeah, this is like good. the magic that I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they start pulling it out. Yeah, there's, oh, there's, yeah, they they got that Warner Brothers budget now. Uh huh. Um, I thought it was really kind of funny uh, when Vernon dropped from floating Marge, mm-hmm. um, and this was a kind of comedic moment that we really didn't see in the first two films. No, mm-hmm. he was very. I mean, he, his comedy is that. You kind of pity his ignorance and yeah. his bigotry, yeah. you know? Yeah. But even just the, the, the comedy of the way Kieron directed it, it it's, it's a little more like, okay, we're, we're allowed to laugh now. Yeah. Right. Because you're supposed to feel so sorry mm-hmm. for Harry and hate those people originally. Yeah. Well, Harry, Harry's so upset that he takes his trunk to run away, but Vernon wants uh, Marge back as she's still floating away and tells him to get her back. Um, and even though he has nowhere to go, it's better than where he is now. Yeah. I think he goes to like a playground or something. Yeah, it's a little park. <laughs> and what kids do. Yeah, right. <laughs> the street lights are flashing. The swings are swinging. The seesaw seesaws, and then there's that scary dog and that giant blue bus. Mm. Um. So we're introduced to the night bus with uh, Stan Shunpeg. He's the conductor. Mm-hmm. Seems like yeah, a cool Shyamalan. guy. What? I'm Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it's in Night Shyamalan. Ding dong. Um, so this bus, there are just people sleeping in, like, beds, and there's that, like, really kind of fabulous chandelier. It's three-story. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, a, it's kind of cool. Um, and then we meet Ernie the bus driver and the shrunken head. Yeah, we think that Ernie's a squib. A squib? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah. want, what, what is a squib? Okay, uh, a squib is, say, Hagrid is kind of a squib, um, Filch is a squib. Is a squib. It's somebody who is of magic blood, they have magic in them, but they... They're not a witch or a wizard. There, there's something wrong. They're not fully a, mm-hmm. a. They, they, you know, failed too many classes. They, the magic, they weren't able to harness it. Yeah. There's so a, they're part of the world. They know about it, but they're not fully practicing which okay. is wizards. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the bus almost hits an old lady and just stops right in time, and it throws Harry against the window, but he's right. miraculously not right. Of course, he's fine. No broken nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so Stan is reading this paper, and Harry asks about the man on the front, and it's Sirius Black. Mm, and we learn that he's cute. an escaped murderer who is, uh, was a supporter of you-know-who. Very Manson-y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how he's just, like, manic in that yeah. little picture. Um, and we're driving along, and just before hitting two double-deckers, the blue bus, like, shrinks itself, and it's kind of spooky. Yeah. Oh, I love the shrinking mm, yeah. of the bus. Um, and we get some really kind of fun lines from the, the shrunken head. Yeah. He, he's a fun character. Yeah, yeah. shrunken head. Yeah, he, you, you'll meet him when you go to Universal Studios. Oh, I'm excited. He's a fun dude. Well, speaking of things at the Universal Studios, it's time to go to the Leaky Cauldron. Oh, yes. yes. Um, so Harry is greeted by a guy who totes could be Igor. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's pronounced way. Igor. Yeah. <laughs> it was, I, I was questioning his... I think it was a Quaron choice. Like, let's give him something weird. Or whoever wrote it was like, let's create yeah. a character here. Like, it was... Yeah, it was very recognizable. Yes. Um, how How is this character, if the character is portrayed in the book? Sickatrix, right? <laughs> oh, Sickatrix would... Let's let, when we're doing dry casting, bitch, let's put that back there. That's who uh-huh. that is going to be played by. I love it. She's going to play all the mentors, too. Right. <laughs> God, well, she's tall enough. 
Um, so Harry is told by uh, Cornelius Fudge that he is safe despite using magic outside of Hogwarts. Uh-huh. Um, is it because he's a potter or because of the... No, it's because of the serious Black thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're like... Yeah, they're, they're, right. they're catering to him because they thought that he that mass murderer could have killed him while he ran away. Yeah. They're just um, lucky that he's there. That would be a I PR thought it was nightmare because like, him, he didn't right? cast the spell with his... Like, he did, um, though. The thing, but like, it just like manifested. They were right, so mean to him when Dobby dropped a cake. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry's in this room and he's opening this like monster book that comes to life and that was fucking creepy. Oh my yeah. god. It was yeah. just attacking. Uh you'll figure out who <laughs> you told him to pick up that book on the view. <laughs> um I thought that the housekeeper moment was kind of funny with that howling door. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do have a, a lot of side comic yeah. moments here, but it's not with our characters. No, it's no, like no, with no, the no. World. So Harry is reunited with his two best friends in the whole entire world, along with the Weasleys, and Harry is told that he's in grave danger, and it is due to who I'm going to re- refer to as Sirius XM Radio Black. Uh. <laughs> um, it's too easy of a joke. That's so cute. Um, Sirius Black lost everything when Harry defeated uh, he who will not be named, but still remained loyal to him, and Sirius has escaped from Azkaban to get Harry. Revenge. Yes. Um, so then we're on the train, and the three best friends decide to get in that little car with uh, Professor Lupin, Lupin, mm-hmm. Lupin, Lupin yeah. who is sleeping. Um, and he's like, tired all the time. Yeah. It, do you think he was actually sleeping, or is he like over? No, he hearing? was tired. He probably yeah. was probably just after a full moon. He was exhausted. Fair. Or he was drunk. All night. Yeah. If I was a werewolf, I'd drink all the time, bitch. I'd be a very unhappy bitch. So as Harry is telling Hermione and Ron about uh, Sirius, the Hogwarts Express stops on this really spooky bridge. Again, Mm -hmm. we're getting more spooky things. I think Mm -hmm. it's the same bridge that we saw when they were flying that car last time. Yeah. Cool. Um, And it starts to rain, and they can tell someone's coming, and the window starts to freeze over, and oh, fuck no... I ain't afraid of no Dementor. (laughs) No Dementor. Um, She's a soul sucker. She is a soul sucker. Mm-hmm. That's Man. literally what she does. Um, yeah, this was a really weird moment. It's kind of creepy. Scary for kids. Uh-huh. Why did it happen on the bridge? Well, um, they are looking for Sirius. So they're stopping the car. I would imagine a bridge is a hard place to escape from uh-huh. if you're on a train. Mm-hmm. So, makes sense. Yeah. So then there's some magic. We get oh, yes, the, the Dementor light. Yeah. Yes. The Dementors the disappear. Uh, there's no words, no wand, and it's apparently very powerful. Yeah, if you if you cast a spell without saying anything, it's a powerful thing. And as, as this is happening, Harry said he heard a woman screaming, but no one else could hear it. And I just think he has some mental problems. Well, well, well I mean, I obviously. Definitely, <laughs> he definitely has some mental issues, that one. He gets some problems with his soul. So this year, um, to get into Hogwarts, um, they have to take carriages. Yeah. You didn't get to see that last year because they no. were late and they took the car. Mm. But there's just carriages that are phantom driven mm-hmm. that take everyone but the first years to the school. Right. The first so years this, take this is a little uh, less spooky and weird. Yeah. Um, but what was kind of spoopy was that song mm, that spooky. Chorus was singing. Spooky. Oh, yeah. Double, double trouble. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah, I don't. Why has that <laughs> not been a drag right. number yet? Well, well, have you been to a Sherry Poppins show? <laughs> I have. I bet she's done it. She should do it again. Go viral. She's I'll, I'll email her. <laughs> so it's a new year at Hogwarts, and we now welcome the new Dumbledore. Uh, um, yes. Hello, Re- Michael. Uh, Remus Lupin is the new professor of the dark arts, which yes. apparently is like just not a good uh, job to have. No. Nope. Uh-uh. 
Um, um, also, speaking of new professors, uh, Hagrid gets to be a teacher this year. Yay! Um, and everyone's excited, and they want him to stand up, but he's so big, he topples the table a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. McGonagall's like, you McGonagall's know. like, yeah. asshole. So Still Dumbledore announces that uh, Dementors are staying at Hogwarts at, uh, around the perimeters, um, and he warns all the children to give them no reason to harm them. Uh, obviously the three best friends in the whole entire world. I'm not going to listen to that. Absolutely. Um, but what I wrote here is that there was something just about his presence that this Dumbledore is just very wise. He's yeah, very yeah. wise and very to it's the point. ominous, too. Yeah. Like he's, you can tell he's withholding something from you. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we get our, another big funny moment. Um, that opera singer... Oh, yeah. Hannah Spearman. Yes. yes. Oh, I love Fortuna her. Major. Um, yeah, the fat lady <laughs> is a true icon. I, I enjoyed her. She's cool. Yeah, I love the Look what I've done with my cover. voice. Oh, just my voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so inside, the kids are um, playing some game where they get to um, be animal noises. They eat the it's, candy. It's candy. They're eating candy. candy, and it makes them laugh in an animal's noise or something. Very like interesting. Yeah, um, I love magic. Um, <laughs> love magic. Love have Have you ever had candy that made you um, say weird things? Come um, yeah, maybe it's the... called acid. <laughs> I was saying some shit. Yeah, candy. okay. Mm-hmm. The first time I had a warhead when I was a little kid. You guys remember warheads? Oh, warhead. yes. Yeah. Did they? Did you have animal noises when you had warheads? I mean, it sounded like an animal noise, but you know, I don't know. I don't know what the classification of that genus would crying. be. Crying. Um, <laughs> so, so, there are moments where I'll take notes, like of what people say um, as we're watching it. Uh, this was an exchange that happened between Heidi and Arya. Oh. Um, Heidi said they're thirteen-year-olds just hanging out, and Arya said, "But their pants are still on." Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of thirteen-year-old boys hanging out. And yeah. I said, but their pants are still on. Yeah. <laughs> well. Those wizards are heterosexual. Yeah, so, so were all the really wizards sure. I was <laughs> sitting around with. <laughs> well, it's time to meet my love. I love her, Emma Thompson. Oh, um, yes. She is Professor Chelani. Yes. Um, she's already my favorite. Wow. Um, oh. What is this class, and why is Emma Thompson <laughs> and her glasses so wacky? Cause well, because it's just part of her character. You want her to be, like, the crazy... Like, if she were in a village, she'd be, like, the crazy old, like, witch that, you know, like, tells you your future, but you're not sure if and it comes true or not. And she's a total fraud. She inhabits so fraud. many stereotypes. Fraud. She's yeah. the fortune teller, the right. gypsy. She yeah. has big glasses, head scarves, hoops. They, when they talk about, like, going to Very their frantic, class, there's, like, sage the burning yeah, everywhere. Exactly. She's, like, really Like, you, you know exactly what she smells like, oh, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah. like, sage, sage and, like, burnt tea leaves amazing yeah yeah i i enjoyed her she seems fun i don't know if she would be like my favorite teacher because no, like, we would make would a l- lot of fun of her together yeah, yeah. <laughs> um ravenclaws tend to like divination and astronomy more than the other kids though so we'd probably yeah. get along that with that. that that checks out uh-huh um well when she gets to harry she states that harry has the grim and gets spooky around him mm-hmm, uh, which but... is gonna be a trend um well, i mean it's like no brainer Right. It's like going up to Michael Jackson and being like, ooh, you're going to have trouble with children. <laughs> uh, um, so if we, only he had that. Yeah, so we learn that Hermione loves ancient ruins and not uh, divinations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does love the study of ancient ruins. Mm-hmm. They're also like, how'd you get here? <laughs> yeah. All the time, the whole movie. We'll, we'll, we'll learn about that later on, but 
as we're moving into this next scene, where do the mountains come from? That landscape is stunning. That was like yeah. an incredible image. That's what you, they really you see so many different landscapes throughout the film. But I'm just like, I'll take it. I'll take right? It all. Yeah. yeah. I never even. I think it's just because it's such a magical place. Yeah. I just imagine that everywhere you turn, it's something different. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, the the, the landscape just, kind of ever living. changes. Yeah. A little bit it evolves. Um, like, no, I mean, if the staircases the can do it, yeah. why couldn't the actual Earth? So, oh. we're, we're getting into Hagrid's class, and um, Draco is getting hotter. Yeah, and it's fine, because remember, this came out in, when I was mm-hmm. a younger child, so... I feel like he, like, peaks in a certain movie, and then it goes downhill for, like, this the last couple. This might be his peak. Like, like what's... I, it might be the, the next one, though. the same haircut as Sissy Walken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so Neville doesn't have much to do in this movie, but, um, he does have some funny moments. His book is very misbehaved. Mm. Yeah, he cannot um, open that book. You just gotta stroke the spine. He doesn't know how. Draco no. was pretty good at that, did you notice? Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of, he is ready to fight Harry, um, and does that silly, like, look over there gimmick. Um, there's no Dementors there. Ugh, he's such a dick. Such a dick. Mm-hmm. So, we're about to be introduced to... Buckbeak. Oh, yeah, um, we learned that hippogriffs are easily offended. Mm-hmm. They're prideful. Mm-hmm. They're so I feel like there are a lot of options to cast uh, Buckbeat with. Oh, um, my God. Sandra D. What? Sandra D. Because some people are so touchy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Harry is first to say hello uh, because the rest of the kids basically like push him forward and like, haha, you go do it. Right. Yeah. Well, they all kind of step back and Ron's mm-hmm. like, go. Yeah. yeah. He just that friend. Know. So nice and low is how you have to you get have to there. Bow. Yes. Yes. Um, and Buckbeat seems to like him. Well, who wouldn't? You know, it's except for Ari your Arya Dirchi who but, hates Daniel Radcliffe's acting. Excuse me. <laughs> but but th- there there is something in this moment like we're all focusing on. Uh, Harry Potter and Buckby, but Hermione's getting scared and immediately reaches for Ron's hand. I know. Oh, I and I think that. this is foreshadowing because I think they're going to do it at some point. They but. get some oh, good really? moments. We'll see. That. This movie, the the two of them, we're, we're building something. You don't think they're all just gay? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I think everyone's. Gay. I don't think maybe. that many wizards are gay in this film that we're watching. No, Except maybe for not. Maybe one. Trelawney. Dumbledore. Oh, I think Luna Lovegood totally munches carpet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she swings. <laughs> so She's by. Harry is picked up um, by Hagrid to ride Buckbeat, and it's already a cool moment, and I want to ride a hippogriff. Oh, well, you can do it you at the... Universal Studios, the new yep. ride. I thought... No. No, no, that one's been there for a while. Ri- the yeah. kids' ride is the, the hippogriff, hippogriff ride. Yeah. Well, no, they're just... They're coming out with the, uh, with the new one. It's, yeah, it's like uh, Hadrid, Hagrid's Yeah, so I'm sure the hippogriff will be in it, but... Yeah, well, no, but you get to ride an actual hippogriff on, on that other roller coaster. Um, there it's was a, a very, very, um, interesting story. debate at this point in the movie about Dan Rad's acting skills. Um. <laughs> he has gotten better. He's gotten better, but there was some yeah, really bad, including great. that Titanic moment as they're flying over the lake. I feel bad. I, bet, I feel like the director was like, do Titanic, Dan. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> It's not his Do you know Daniel Radcliffe and I have the same birthday? Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Are you a wizard, too? Shh, quiet. What's your signs? Leo. Oh, We're so the first day of Leo. Is it July 21st? 23rd. 23rd. Ooh. So um, after they get back, Hagrid asks Harry about how he's doing on his first day, because he's, you know, a little insecure. 
Um, and then Draco decides to just get agitated and wants to know if hippogriffs aren't dangerous. So he marches right on over and Buckbeat knocks him on his ass. He gets hit a number of times in this movie. Yeah, he sure does. Um, <laughs> he probably likes it. I'm sure. Um, I would he's coming for it. I would laugh so much at Draco yeah, getting well, hit. Like, he deserves it. Back in the Great Hall, uh, Draco is wearing a sling and milking the fuck out of this moment. Uh-huh. Um, but the kids find out more about Sirius Black, and he's just going to keep on slipping past the Dementors. Mm-hmm. They um, say he's been spotted in a town nearby. Mm-hmm. So we're now with Professor uh, Lupin, and we're learning about Bogarts. Oh, uh, the yes. Bogarts. Mm-hmm. Um, Bogart Humphrey. Bogart. The Humphrey. spell is ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, and Draco comes ridiculous. in with this class is ridiculous, and that Perfect was line. really a great it's line, a but also line. a horrible line. Yeah, right, exactly. it's just like it's a thirteen-year-old right, right. Like, right. So it's good. so appropriate, for, especially for like the Asian character. <laughs> like, like exactly I, I, I think as a that. as an adult writing this kind of book, I would throw in these little jabs of too. Course, yeah. You miss your childhood. Oh, um, so me. Neville is called <laughs> out, um, and he's asked what he's most afraid of, and he says uh, Snape. That's so strange to me. Why? I don't know. He's a very intimidating person. Yeah, he's super he mean to Neville person. Yeah, he really is. True, he just, well, I think any Gryffindor, but... Yeah, yeah, well, he opens the wardrobe and Snape pops out. Um, and he's very menacing. Um, but Neville uh, says ridiculous. And is put into the, and Snape's put into drag. Yeah. He's yes. wearing Neville's grandma's clothing. Grandma's yeah. clothing, his guardian. Um, it, was, it, was, it was a look. It was a look. Yeah, I actually yeah. love it. Do you, do you own that? I wonder if it was all CGI or if he actually put that on. Oh, I bet he, oh, he wore it. He wore it. Give me the full Give me. I want to be in the. I want to be in the full He's look. Like, Half yeah. the planet pepper pads this. <laughs> he asked if they would put him in drag, like on the face, and they were like, "No." Just kidding. I don't know that for a fact. Hey, <laughs> she, hopes so. she hopes so. She hopes so. So, uh, Ron, is she here? Ron is afraid of spiders. Yeah, and cast a spell, hate, and then the too, spiders yeah. uh, put basically wearing shoes. And no, the roller, roller skates. Roller skates. Yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, yeah, slipping everywhere. I would still find that scary. Yeah. yeah. Like um, the snake into the clown is terrifying. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I was just like... Who, we obviously don't really know who... I think it's one of the Patil twins, right? Yeah. yeah or Pavardi Patil, depending on your house. Yeah, we don't get to really meet her in this moment, but she's afraid of snakes, and then the snakes turn into a jack-in-the-box, which is equally scary. Right. And then it's Harry's turn, and it's a Dementor. But... But... Lupin pushes him out the way. Yeah. Because he thinks it's going to be Voldy. And then it turns into a balloon. No. It's the moon, and then the balloon. Um. the moon first. You're right, you're right. I can't write down everything. Why? Well, I think it... Yeah, do they say that's, this? That's, that's, a, big, that's a big What's he afraid of? A nice, not a foggy night or something? Right. <laughs> he so was cla- rejected under a full moon. Class ends early because a lot of shit just went down. And look, Maggie Smith is back. Um, everyone needs a permission slip to uh, go to Hogsmeade, but Harry needs a parent or guardian to sign it, but he don't got that no more. Um, so... Lupin and Harry talk on a cool-ass bridge, and Harry thinks um, the voice he heard in the train was his mommy. Um, And Lupin reveals he knew her well, um, and I wonder what that is alluding to. They were friends. Mm -hmm. Gosh, everyone's so sexual. Um, But his dad, he says, was trouble. Um, I knew James was was trouble when he was at Hogwarts. So, the fat lady. um, Oh, yes, lover. She gone. Oh, she's... uh, And everything inside is 
destroyed too. Well, you can't get into the dorm room if you don't get the password, and she allows you, so they're literally all stuck out there because someone <laughs> ripped up the fucking painting. She ran away. She's, so she's, a, she's eventually she's located, and it's revealed uh, that Sirius Black has entered the castle. Yes. Not good, kids. No, that's actually very terrifying. So it's time for a giant sleepover in the Great Hall. Yes. Um, and Heidi pointed out that uh, she thought that the Great Hall looked a lot smaller without the tables yeah. in it. It yeah, like it does. Service room. Yeah, I, right. It was so like the adjacent small. room to the great hall. I know you maybe see. That was, maybe that was the overflow room. Yeah, I refuse <laughs> to believe that the great hall is how it is in the films. I'm like, every time that we see it, we're only seeing half, and I just that's it. Even if you can see one wall and the other wall, no, it's, it's double huge, the yeah. size. Just pretend that it's ten times well, it's bigger. Supposed to be hall. able to hold the whole. Is school. there like a great hall at um, Universal? Yeah, like, yeah. And the like, well, candles flow. Uh, can it's you eat simulated. there? No, you can. That's a yeah. Though. You eat yeah. well because the castle is a ride. So like you yeah, walk you through walk the through it, you see it, but you oh, can't that's... go through all through it. Yeah, that would have been a cool like dining place. Can you imagine how big the the leaky cauldron messy uh, place was really fun. Yeah, though. no, the hogs. Yeah, the hogs mean it's so messy. I haven't eaten there yet, but I've it's fun peed in those facilities. Butter beer. Ooh. The butter beer is so sweet. I always I can never so, finish it. Yeah, same here. Dumbledore and Snape walk through as the kids are uh, sleeping and discuss <laughs> about warning Harry, but Harry overhears it because obviously. Yeah, they yeah, need to be more careful about where they talk about things. Yeah. Dumbledore knew for a fact that Harry was awake, and he was just, like, fanning that fire. Yeah. He knew damn well that Harry was awake. Yeah, well, cut to fall, and it looks really sad outside. And you keep seeing the whomping willow tree. I yeah, that's how they decide yeah. to tell seasons. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Snape makes the kids turn to page 394. Very, very yes, important it's number. It's a very, very important number. number. Um, Harry asks where Lupin is, but Snape won't give the answer. Um, and he says it's time to learn about werewolves. Werewolves. Um, this is a lot not, of like not related at all. No, like there's a lot of foreshadowing going on in this movie. Yeah, like, the, like it's not like we're not hiding clues now. We're just, we're, we're throwing we're them out there. Them to you. Right. <laughs> all of them. Um. Yeah. Don't so, that. what is the difference between um, an enigmas and a werewolf? It's an animagus. Animagus. Animagus and a werewolf. Hermione knows. Who else knows? I we all I know. We all know. We all an animagus is an animal that you choose to turn into, and a werewolf you can't. The um, you don't get to decide if you're changing into it or not. Yeah, well, and because like, you saw McGonagall mm-hmm. can turn into a right. cat. Whenever She's an she animagus, yeah. a werewolf, and it makes me feel like there are other kinds of werewolves too. Like maybe a vampire, like you turn into a bat. Not uh, a full moon. Maybe. You know? Um, well, Snape called her an no un- in- insufferable know-it-all. Insufferable. He's That's really rude. Minus five yeah. points for Gryffindor. For what? For answering your fucking question, you right. dick? And now it's time hand. for everybody's favorite thing, Quidditch. Oh, yeah. Oh, really yeah. Like, um, the weather is shitty. <laughs> the weather is shitty, but the state game still goes on. Yep, it's polar bears. Um, And when were goggles introduced? Is it well, just like well, a rain it's thing? Because it's a new director. Well, it's a thing, yeah. Okay. They're a thing. I yeah. think we might have seen somebody with goggles. Amelia before. Earhart. I feel like everybody seemed to have <laughs> Look what happened to her. It was raining. Um, <laughs> so Harry is about to go get the One way or another. And he sees um, a werewolf in the clouds, which is kind of creepy. The Grim. The Grim! He freaks the fuck out, and then um, there are Dementors chasing him. How convenient. Yeah. Um, he is knocked off his broom, um, but Dumbledore saves Sam as he falls. Uh, so Harry's in the infirmary, and we learn that Dumbledore is furious that the Dementors entered school grounds. And his broom was busted. And his broom is broken. He's really sad about that, too. Um, again, we are, like, getting this sweeping landscape. Um, 
as we have this new conversation between Harry and uh, Lupin, I really just am obsessed with the cinematography of this yeah, movie. Yeah, it um, is, on the second look, like really beautiful yeah. just, just, just to watch the background even. And especially now, yeah. because we've now jumped to winter, and yeah. it's beautiful. Um, so Harry's trying to get to Hogsmeade, but uh, the Weasley brothers catch him. Um, they tell him how to get out, and mischief managed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they give him this cool map that they've had one for of the a while. best magical items. I wonder in the how whole did they series. say how they got the map? They didn't. Mm-hmm. I think somebody leaves it to them. Yes, like they had a, like another pass down. Well, it's funny because in that in that Harry Potter Hogwarts app game, it goes into how they got the map. Oh, oh interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to go to um, Hogsmeade. It looks like a fun place to go to. Mm-hmm. You can. Universe is to use. Ah! <laughs> um, so the Shrieking Shack. It, it's haunted, and um, Draco's an ass. Um, he calls uh, Hermione a filthy mudblood again, and suddenly flying snowballs hit him and attack the other Slytherins with pranks, and I wonder who it could be. Hermione oh. giggles, Ron freaks out, because he, is He's he just Ron. dumb? Yes, he, he yes. is very dumb. He didn't do the essay on his own character. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, so then we meet um, Madame Rosmerta. Um, she seems like a fun time gal. Well, she's a bar. She's a bar that she said as a wench. Yeah, a wench. They're always fun. Um, mm-hmm. We learn that Sirius Black uh, killed Peter Pettigrew, and Sirius led uh, you know who to the Potters. Uh, and we then learn the big important fact that Sirius is Harry's godfather. Oh yes. Dun dun dun. Um, and th- we learn this as Harry is uh, cloaked and he overhears all this. So he runs away into the woods and cries like a little bitch uh, who just found out a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> Harry bad. screams and that was like bad acting and ha- Harry yeah. wants Sirius, uh, wants to find Sirius so he can kill him and that was like a whole Inigo Montoya moment. Yes. Yeah. Very much. There is Brad. Well, spring has sprung. Um, Lupin coaches Harry on the Short side. Winter. Yeah, right? We're like just zooming past these right. seasons. No um, Christmas. No Christmas. Too upsetting. <laughs> Expecto <poor>. Patronum. <laughs> uh, Harry practices, but at first he's not that good at it. No. Um, but on the second try, there you go. Yeah, killed it. Isn't like, is, is it two times in the book? or, or No, he no, has like the class of classes. Yeah. So then, why That's not in movie classes. making third time's the charm? Why are we not giving it one more go at it? Just time? Yeah. Time. So probably time. That would take at least another couple more minutes. That's fair. The movie's 30 already seconds like two even, and a half You know, hours. they didn't want to waste time giving Hermione yeah. that scene with the potions in the first <laughs> movie, so why waste time? One more Patronus training, you know? Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a really cool, again, magical moment. We're, we're really stepping up this budget and making these moments happen. Um, and it's becomes, the next day, it's a beautiful day, but Ron lost his rat, and he's sad as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and he accuses Hermione's cat for killing him. Mm. Uh, so then we learn that, uh, from Hagrid, that Buckbeat has been sentenced to death, and that's bullshit, because uh, Lucius mm-hmm. Malfoy mm-hmm. is a douche. He is a douche. Mm-hmm. And we learned um, in the previous podcast who had been cast as Lucius Malfoy. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> um, Harry is um, now stalking people via um, the map, like most people do uh, with Grindr. I mean, wouldn't you if I had that map? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Grinder. Yeah, I so would be waiting but to like, see but when like, like, Cedric Diggory went to the bathroom. Right. I mean, me yeah. too. You know. So as he's doing this, he sees the footprints of Peter Pettigrew, and he's like, I thought he was dead. Like, yeah. what is going on here? Crazy. And as the feet get closer, he... The, he immediately passes him, but he didn't see him. So, like, what's that about? And then all of a sudden, oh shit, it's Snape. Um, he shows up and asks what he's been doing, wandering the corridors. 
Like a um, loon. Yeah. Right. Snape forces him to reveal what's in his pockets. Um, but the parchment says something about some weird names um, who give their regards and say stay away. And what was paper was jokes. it was being sassy. Yeah. What what what, what were the, the names? Sassy map. Moody. Yeah. I think they were the creators of the map. Padfoot. Mm-hmm. Wormtail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And prongs. Is it Moody or is it Mooney? Mooney with an it's I think it's Moody. Yeah. Mooney. Because it's mad. Because it's the moons. Mm-hmm. It's that's Lupin. Uh, Lupin is mad that Harry didn't hand the map in because it could uh, lead a killer straight to him. Yeah. Um, and Harry says he doesn't think the map works because Peter Pettigrew was wandering, but Lupin says that's impossible. Uh, Emma Thompson is back, and I want a crystal ball. Okay, buy one. Okay. Yeah. Amazon Prime. We'll put that out in the world. Did you hear that, Michael? I want a crystal crystal ball. ball. Um, And and I think Arya is the one who said, Hermione said, fuck that class. Fuck that class. She 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 did not like that class. She pulled a, I got first runner up at UDP. (laughs) (laughs) Swarmed right. Broke her flowers across the room room and left. (laughs) Yeah, well, Harry brings his uh, crystal ball back and sees the face inside. Um, Emma Thompson then comes back and freaks the fuck out and states that he shall return tonight for bloodshed, but... Full-on insidious, yeah. like, moment. Yeah, she, who, has who has she, a, she tells about. a prophecy, bitch. Mm. But, again, going with this little bit of, like, adding a little bit of humor and comedy to it, when she snaps back out of it, she, she good. Oh, it's yeah, funny. she's like, what's going on, boy? Oh. Did you say something? She's she, Sorry, boy, did you say something? What's really interesting is, like, she's probably one of the more high-profile actors in the movie, and she's got a, a very small, small part. part yeah. Mm-hmm. And she did it well. She did it very well. It's an honor to even be in any of these movies. Yeah. Um, so it's the lead-up <laughs> into the quote-unquote execution scene, and it's fucking creepy because the sound of the sharpening of, like, the axe oh, yeah. and the crows, like, yeah. Yeah. this was a really... Um, Cool cinematic Subtle movie. details that were added. Yeah, to little make it little really things. Creepy. Um, but again, knowing the kind of movies that uh, Kieran has directed, it it, it checks out. Yeah, it's that's a really good out. movie. Um, Draco doesn't get to keep Buckbeat's head, um, which was a really disgusting line. Um, and Hermione freaks out and she threatens him with her wand, but ultimately decides to punch him in the face. Yeah, she yeah. does. It's she probably did one that. of the coolest ones in the whole that. franchise. Yes. Um, when I was doing a little bit of like research, uh, apparently the first time the movie was screened, uh, people like applauded Stood up and yeah. cheered. Yeah, for sure. Uh, makes right. sense. That makes sense. Yep. So the kids want to release, uh, want Hagrid to release Buckley. The kids but want knows. to release while well, they're 13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, uh, Hagrid knows that uh, he'd get in trouble if he did release Buckbeat. Um, yeah. So Hagrid then gives scabbers back to Ron, and they suddenly are pelted with stones or something. Um, we'll have a debate yeah. about that a little later. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. yeah, and then we're warned that the execution is nigh. The three best friends witness um, what they think is the execution, but we, the audience, should not get to see it because that would be fucking traumatizing. Yes. Yeah. Um, Hermione immediately holds Ron um, because, yeah, again, we're, we're, we're leading to something. Yeah. Um, but Scabbers <laughs> bites Ron and leads them to the Whopping Willow and the giant-ass dog who drags uh, Ron inside. Mm-hmm. Um, Scary, grim. Very, uh-huh. very. And the Whopping Willow is not having any of her, Harry or Hermione trying to save um, Ron. Uh, She's she aggressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Whomping Willow, yes. Yeah. She is moody. Moody. Yeah, she's, she's very moody. Um, so Harry and Hermione find a secret passage to the uh, Shrieking Shack. Um, and we learned that it's not actually a dog. No. What is it? It's an animagus. Animagus? Animaniac. It's an animaniac. Yeah. Um, Gary Oldman doesn't look so good. 
Oh no, he does he's not. A, he does not love. He's been through some shit. shit. He he been through it. Um, but before Harry could kill Sirius, um, Lupin saves the day. But wait, Sirius and Lupin are friends. Mm, yeah. Fuck that shit. Uh, Hermione uh, states that Lupin is a werewolf because why was she? Why would she not tell anyone of that any time sooner? Right. Well. She was trying to be nice. She thought he was on their side. He, yeah. It'd be, I bet if he hadn't have pulled that shit on the train and saved them from that Dementor, she wouldn't have kept her little secret. That's fair. Right. That's fair. So Sirius really wants uh, to kill Harry after waiting 12 years in Azkaban. Right. Uh, kill uh, Harry. That's mm-hmm. definitely what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Siri, uh, Sirius didn't betray Harry's parents. Lupin says it was Peter Pettigrew who was apparently in the room. But, but wait. Yeah. Here's Snape to save the day. There's uh, a lot of this happening. Yeah, yeah, where just, over, yeah. just somebody showing up out of nowhere, bitch. Uh, right. But Harry is like, no, this is my fight. Bye. And um, <laughs> bye, girl. He, like, he takes Hermione's wand. Dun, dun. Yeah, poor, poor Snape. That must have hurt a little bit. Yeah, it looked yeah. painful. Like in his pride too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Pettigrew was alive and actually scabbers and. Um, was actually the real murderer of the Muggles and um, betrayed the Potters. Uh, yeah, one of and the most traumatizing things in my whole childhood. What? Uh, seeing Peter Pettigrew, who is ugly. And just fu- hair, I mean, even just finding just it out. Like, when yeah, you read it as a, in the book. Fuck. Yeah, because I really wanted to have a pet scabber. So I liked rats. I thought that was cute. It was a weird old man the whole time. A middle-aged yeah. dude. JK uh, betrayed you. Yeah, she yes, did. she did. In more than one way. But I had a stuffed out. animal that was scabbers that I never played with ever again. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> so Sirius and Lupin immediately want to kill Pettigrew, but Harry convinces them to take him to the Dementors of the castle because, you know, that's the good thing to do. Yeah, he's a noble Gryffindor person. Noble. Uh, Harry does this because he thinks his dad would want his two best friends not to be killers. Yeah. yeah Only because true. Peter Pettigrew told him that. Yeah. Um, Sirius. <laughs> he really um, gives people a lot of chances. Right. Yeah, so we have this really sweet moment between Sirius and Harry um, where he's offered to live with him. But before we can talk about any more, the moon shines bright and Lupin is turned into a werewolf. And it's oh a, my god. It's a very so interesting annoying. version of uh, a werewolf. werewolf. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's not like the like spooky, furry dog. Right. It's, it, the, you have a, have a little bit of a difference between right. the dog and the werewolf. Yeah, he's like a yeah. man-dog, yeah. bald creature. Very, Sheena like, lanky. Easton. Yeah. Do you say he looked like Sheena Easton? No, who is that? Oh, that's the... Uh, <laughs> she sings that song everybody likes about the telephone. Yeah, there you Call go. Call me on the telephone. Oh... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Pettigrew Education. turns back into Scabbers and runs away. Um, Snape shows up again, but is startled by the werewolf. Um, yeah. and then now, he tries to save the kids. It was really noble Yeah. Sirius is now a dog, and there's a dog fight. Ah, uh, yes. In the books, weren't didn't they like have him tied? Didn't they have Peter Pettigrew like tied up with some type of rope with their magic? And the reason that it, he got out was because he turned moon? into the rat. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, I believe so, yeah. Maybe. Sirius is badly hurt, but before long the Dementors show up, and there are a lot of them. Um, they oh, start to yes. suck Harry and Sirius, but a glowing figure in the distance spooks the Dementors away and gives Sirius mm. life back. Oh my God. Um, the Dementors have captured Sirius, and the three best friends tell Dumbledore the truth about Sirius and Pettigrew. Oh, and also Ron's leg is broken. Yeah, yeah, we find that out because Dumbledore keeps slapping it. Yeah, he goes <laughs> over there and grabs <laughs> it. it was very, very, I very love funny. how much Dumbledore would ask. Well, he made a good point during the movie. I had never thought of it until this time, but I, when he really, he were like, that's so rude of Dumbledore to grab Ron's leg. I thought he literally is testing to see if he's capable of walking. 
because he's going to send them back in time, but he's going to see if it's going to be three of them or two of them. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so he's just trying to see if he can walk or not. Well, Dumbledore has a little um, secret to tell us now that mm-hmm. um, use the time turn to save the day. What? So, uh, time? Hermione and Harry go back in time, and Hermione tells Harry that this is how she's been getting to all her classes all year. Um, Dumbledore clearly wanted them to go back to the moment uh, she punches Draco like a boss because that was fun. Right. Everyone should be reminded mm-hmm. of that. Buckbeat is still alive, and they are going to save him, and we see that Hermione was the one who were, was throwing the stones mm-hmm. the whole time. That was it a stone? Girl. Was it um, snails? We don't really know. It was a snail curved stone. Okay, there's not a snail living in there, Aria. You gotta be <laughs> killing. You're kidding me. Listen. Why <laughs> would this rock just be randomly on top of a pumpkin? <laughs> Because they Obviously had to fly in loads of gravel. <laughs> the landscape shifts. Things go boom. So after they, uh, they, <laughs> they had the diversion. Is um, it a rock or was it a snail? I don't know. It was a rock. I called it a rock. We'll take it to like the internet. Jar. We'll find out. We'll ask. We'll, we'll call Jake. Ask, ask the viewers. Ask Ritzy. The dear listeners. Ask Ritzy. Yeah, so Buckbeat is reluctant until Hermione gives him ferret treats, which is really gross. They escape with Buckbeat and Harry tells Hermione he thinks he saw his dead dad uh, yes. um, and it's time for the, ne- the dog fight again and present day Hermione howls and distracts the werewolves who start to chase them um, but Buckbeat saves the day this time um, the Dementors are back and Harry thinks uh, he's going to see Daddy De- Deadest but it was him who cast the spell he's Daddy the daddy Daddy, daddy Deadest mm-hmm. and then we get the X-Files theme yeah that, that was yeah, weird yeah, for that was weird. Um, Her- Hermione and Harry on, are on Buckbeat and Hermione is not a fan of flying so just don't go on that roller coaster Amen. um they break serious out of azkaban they all ride off on Buckley out of again. azkaban it is just the top <laughs> tower at Hogwarts. okay fine um, right harry tells Sirius he wants to go with him but um he tells them that uh, he then tells harry that he's meant to be at hogwarts yeah. love never really leaves us wow was, there was a line it was a nice line it was a line um Sirius leaves on Buckbeat in a triumphant score. And then back in the present, Ron freaks out again when he sees the two besties in two places at once. Because why wouldn't that freak you out? Yeah. Um, Lupin is resigned because parents will flip the fuck out if they find out he's a werewolf. Yeah. Um, and then that really magic box so. that cleans up for you, it's a drag queen's dream. Yeah, dream. that was a spell. It was a spell? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, why have, has no one in this room done it before? Because I've been working on it. It keeps backfiring. My room's a mess. <laughs> Mine too. Well, Harry enters the Great Hall, and the kids are all excited that uh, Harry's got a new broom, um, and it came with a feather from Buckbeat, meaning it was from Sirius. And that broom's the shit. In the book, that broom uh, comes in the middle after he breaks his broom during the uh-huh. I Fell yeah. from the Skies match, mm-hmm. and they take it away from him because mm-hmm. they have to test it for all kinds of jinxes and stuff because yeah. they think, oh, yeah. they think, they that, they think like that Sirius or... did send it to him and that it's to, like, hers kill to kill him. him. And then the movie ends in the worst, the worst way ever. Yeah, it's the um, worst ending of all, the entire franchise. Alfonso, I'd like to have a conversation about why you chose that. Right, he, yeah. it literally stops right on his face. Yeah, in like yeah. the most unflattering you way. Just made him get on a, a train again. But I guess <laughs> like, maybe he was like, okay, I'm going to leave you this really horrible moment, but I'm going to leave you really with this incredible moment with the title of the, uh, the 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 ending sequence. Yeah, yeah. the ending sequence is great. That's the credits were really cool. really cool, and that's the movie. That's, That's the, number that three. The movie. That is the whole movie. That was, uh, yeah, you very good different. job, very, 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 very different. Well done. Um, Paid attention. Good job. You yeah. Took copious. Are there notes. other big moments from the book that is not in the movie? 
Oh, mm. yeah. Well, first of all, there's, like, no Quidditch in the movie, like, at all, and there's it's so much big, Quidditch big that goes around, yeah. like, gotcha. in the book. It's, well, like, cause the first time that you really get to explore it, because there's... Voldemort is not this whole, know, like, like, overriding what? thing at yeah. all. So they're, like, actually at school. Sirius Black is there, and that's terrifying that they're talking about it the whole school year. But, but yeah, they really this get to movie's be not about Voldemort, yeah, They don't really. have anything yeah. super scary happening to them. Exactly. Who wants to cast this movie? You ready okay, to drag right. cast it? Yeah, let's yeah, drag yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to um, do just the main players of this okay, movie. Okay. okay. Um, we're going to start with Harry Potter. Who do we want from Harry Potter for this film? Oh, Who's a crying little bitch? I have a few people. Oh. You put it that way, now I can't answer. <laughs> okay, well, okay, fine. It doesn't have to be a crying little bitch. Who, who would you like? Harry Potter, a retaliatory teenager. Probably Arya Derchi would be good to play Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, Arya, you're casting this one. Uh, Ron Weasley. Who do, who's not as prevalent in this one? I think Sissy would be a good <laughs> Sissy as as uh, okay. as Ron, and then, and then does Hermione. Pussy Willow play Hermione? Yeah, because yeah. Andy okay. is always Neville Longbottom. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy could never be anybody else but Neville Longbottom. Who do we want to cast as um, Lupin? Mm. Oh, Sutton Seymour. Oh, really? Sutton Seymour. I was actually thinking Buckbeak would be suddenly Seymour. I could. <laughs> Is that how we're going with? Yeah, I do. I think Sutton Lucy would be a great Buckbeak. She has that silver hair. <laughs> okay, yes. You need to bow before you approach her. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay. I can oh see I can see Lupin as Coco Taylor. Like, oh, for she's, sure. She's like a really good teacher, yeah. but you don't realize that she has a lot of fur under there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Coco it Wise. is. <laughs> Serious Black. Hmm. Who's somebody like dark in the Judy scene? Darling. <laughs> Ruby <laughs> Rue. Ruby Rue. They're both too clean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to Yeah. Avon? Wait, didn't I oh. Avon Garbage would actually be a great serious black. Yeah, I could see that. Okay, Avon Garbage. Is that garbage. okay? Yeah. Bella, you know her well. <laughs> yeah, right. Is she dirty I could see that. Um, she should have seen her room. Let's do <laughs> let's do this version of Draco. Who who we get in here? Who's really full of themselves on very but has to be hot. Yeah, I want to fuck this Draco. Yeah, that's so, I can't say that on a podcast. There's playing thirteen year olds, aren't they? I was <laughs> fifteen when this came out, kids. This is nostalgic fucking. Yeah, it's all, uh, I don't want to fuck him currently. <laughs> so really, would tr- Poppy. <laughs> all right, so Professor Dumbledore, the new version. Oh, chandelier. Yes, Shandy. I like that. She's tall. She's mean. How about server Snape? Oh, Ruby Rue. Ruby Rue is one. Dusty Ray Bottoms. Dusty Ray Bottoms would be a really good Snape. We'll just bring back Fridays at Pieces from two years ago. Right. All right. Let's do Ruby. How Ruby? That was that was that was just like the Slytherin common room. Yes, it was. Now we have the teacher version of Hagrid. Lindsay, Lindsay K. K. Yeah. By personality, mostly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She deals with dangerous creatures. Lips. Deals with dangerous creatures, and then, like... Does it give a fuck about her own health? No. Nope. <laughs> How about... Let's throw in Madame Rosmerta. It's gotta be a bartender, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll do Patty K. Arden. Patty! Oh, I, <laughs> I love Patty. I love Artem and Drum. Oh, Artem yeah. would be fun, too. Um, we're about to insult somebody. Let's talk about Peter Pettigrew. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, so I have an answers. idea. I have an idea. Okay, how how about Zalika Parsons? 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, mostly because I knew she would so commit ugly. to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She mm-hmm. would actually jump through that hole at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shoulder roll. With <laughs> shoulder roll into it. Shoulder roll and then like claws. And she like. did um, Mrs. Bean for Scream Queen, so she's down to do a degrading thing. Yeah. There you go. She did it. Her role was one second. <laughs> and how about, um, let's talk about Aunt Marge. Aunt Marge is Law and Order. Yes! yes. All right, okay. Um, how about, let's do the trio from the Night's Bus. Uh, so, Sean Pike, The Shrunken Head, and Ernie. Um, Which one do you want to start with? Let's do Sean Pike. Okay, Stan Sean Pike. Short, weirdo. <laughs> Jinx <Shiny> Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> I like Shiny Penny. That one works. I love Shiny Penny. Yeah. But she would also be like, okay, Mama, what are you doing on this bus? Mm-hmm, yep, mm-hmm, sit over there. Just like, okay. not caring, not looking at you, not making eye contact. We should get La Petite Dum Dum in this show sometime. And how, how about Ernie? Le Petit Dum Anyone... Who do we think Ernie? It has Ernie. to be someone old, right? Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, I don't like saying, I don't like calling people out on their age, but an experienced person in the yes. community who could be driving that bus would be Stella D'Oro. Yeah, yes. Stella D'Oro. Yeah. She can dance, so she would be able to shift all those mm-hmm. pedals and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the shrunken head. Who, we, who do we like for the shrunken head? That is most definitely Tina Burner. Just <laughs> 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 talking shit on him. And, and, and we kind of talked head. about it before, but the Dementor. We need, we need to cast a Dementor. Oh, yeah. Is it? Sickatrix. Sickatrix is okay. a good one. I was like, yeah. she could double. She could be that Igor character. Yeah. No, too. I feel like that's whatever. <laughs> I want whatever to just walk in and be like, it's pronounced Igor. What if whatever was Rita Seeker? <laughs> Rita Skeeter? Skeeter. Skeeter. You yeah. haven't gotten to her yet. Oh, Spoiler alert. We'll, we'll get there. All right, so How I have some questions you. from Dear the fan Chief. corner. Fan corner. <laughs> Okay, so this is a double question from Ritzy Bits. Okay. If you were in um, Animangus, what would you become? And what would your Bogart be? Um, My Bogart would definitely be giant spiders. Okay, okay. I can't. Yeah, that would be really, really terrifying. Mm -hmm. Um, My Bogart would be uh, Andy Cohen. (laughs) (laughs) terrifying just kidding andy i hope you're listening xxo if you are listening i was that drag queen you kept looking at out the window (laughs) (laughs) who the fuck is that my bogart would probably be um uh hannibal lecter Uh, my bogart would definitely be like um one of those scary men on crystal meth that smile at you with dead eyes i think patsy in decline no My true Bogart is just like the uh, announcement of the results of the 2016 election <laughs> flashing yeah. back up on the screen. Oh my god. Um, and Animagus, anim- what would it be? What do, what do you mm. want? I feel like I want something that can swim and be an otter. Oh, yeah. So like an otter. Yeah, that would be really cool. I was literally thinking a platypus would be so cool to turn into. Um, I'd, I'd want to be like an arctic fox. I'd want to be beautiful mm, and fun. That. Yeah, a fox would be cool. Or a bird. I Eevee from Pokemon. A bird would be really cool, too. <laughs> I love Eevees so much. Okay, I don't think you could she... turn into just things that are made up, are you? Like, oh gosh, wow. I had this a whole... question also from uh, Pussy Willow. Oh. Oh, um, her, 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 her. Fuck, Mary kill, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, James Potter. Uh, well, um, uh, I 100% think that you should kill James Potter. He's already Potter. dead. He's, so, well, like, yes, we don't really you know. know a lot about him, so it doesn't matter. But also, he was an arrogant bitch. So I fuck know. him. So I want to fuck James fuck... Potter so bad. <laughs> I want to fuck like Sirius after Black. he's dead. Everything. Uh-huh. I would, I would marry. Si- I would marry Sirius because he's like he's like internally he's like a dog, super loyal. Oh okay. Uh, and then uh, I would fuck Lupin because occasionally he would like kill you, like or like rough you. I would marry Lupin. Yeah, but that's what I would marry Lupin too. Because then I would be like able to. 
like shut him into a cupboard once a month. Like I'd be, I would be like helpful and making sure he didn't hurt anyone. So yeah. I'd marry him. And also like serious. Even after he gets cleaned up, I don't see that being a very hygienic person. No. So I'm not, well, I'm that's part of marriage. What well, part of marriage is like training the other person? So I'm up for that challenge. He's basically he's a you're dog already. Like, like you're just you're begging for that, huh? Get it, begging. Begging. I get it. So <laughs> I have my previous guests ask my current guests a question, and this uh-huh. is a question from Aria Nicole and Pussy. Okay. You can't answer. Well, it's technically from you because I was filling in for you. <laughs> okay, well, so you can't answer. So no, I will I was, answer, I and you two can't. So this is their question: Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. What would your Wizarding World nickname be, and why? That's a great question. Yeah, that pussy willow is so smart. Yeah. Well, what were their answers? Do we get their um, answers? Nicole. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I gotta re-listen. You have to, it hasn't been released yet. I gotta go play. listen to that right now on iTunes. It'd be like uh, Hoamus <laughs> Maximus or something about Not too many me being syllables. a giant hoe. Okay, well then it would be um, non-existent because no one would call me by a nickname. They'd be calling me She Who Must Not Be Named. <laughs> <laughs> that is your nickname. <laughs> I'd be Rock-a-Katiti-Tata. Say <laughs> <laughs> bone! Say bone! Oh my god. Um, Chic say la vie. Say la vie. Say la vie. La vie. I think my Marvy shorts, I would just, I would like, I like guppy. I think guppy? I would like guppy. Okay. I would call, I would just right. guppy. Caillou. Caillou. Now is your yeah, turn Caillou. to ask my next guest Caillou. a question. And it does, again, we don't know if it's going to be a Harry Potter film or not, so. Okay. Right. Well, I would wait, say... How do we wait, know what? how to question if we don't know what the film is? Well, it could just be an interview be a, yeah. of, like, somebody's on, you know, like, getting their oh, one-on-one. That was, like, specific could be another to a movie. movie. Yeah, I have, a really, good, I have a really stupid. good question. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. I want to say, yeah, yeah, did you did you enjoy did it? Enjoy it? it? Or, or are you thinking about pulling out halfway through the podcast? <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, no. Is this thing on? If you could, for the next guest, if you could do another one of these podcasts with Mike and have any guest of your choice sitting on the panel with you, who would it be? Who do you want right. to do a, a, broca- a podcast with? I like that. With? That's a great question. So now it's time to reveal my rating of this movie. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, for n- number two, I gave it an 8.5. For number yeah. three, I'm sticking with the 8.5. Well, did you give number one like a six? Didn't you? Seven. You were really mean. It was it was low. I gave it, it was a like six point five. I think it was six point five. Yeah, I I think this one is definitely right on par of like okay, it's a new style. Um, I'm I'm starting to like get into the world and understand the characters a little more. Um, and I just liked the direction of this one. It's a little darker yeah. as an adult. This is what it, it's less um, cheerful and kitty and, chi- and childlike. Yes. So I, I appreciate what the movie does. Mm. Um, what I will say is like, yeah, you can't like literally jump in on to number three and understand what the hell's going yeah. on. Yeah. There's a um, lot more context. Yeah. I like how the movie's changed with like played. their age as well because yeah. I feel like when you're 13 you're really moody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I give it an eight point five because I don't think it's I haven't hit a nine yet or a ten. I haven't seen perfection quite yet. Well, that's because Heidi hasn't put her lips on, but you. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, where can we find you all on social media? Okay. We can go in alphabetical order. Okay. Because Aria's first. Hi, no, I'm just Aria Derch. Oh, I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Aria Derchi, and you can find me on Venmo at tip Aria T I P A R I A. 
You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Bella Noche, the Mermaid Queen of New York. It's a thing. Google it. You can find me at Bella Noche NYC on all platforms, including Venmo and Cash App. Thanks. Whoa. <laughs> and you can find me at Heidi the Ho on Instagram. That's uh, Heidi like Klum, the like the word that you use every day. And then Ho spelled H A U X like foe, because I'm a fake ho, but a real slut. K Draco, if you're listening. He's well, not. this was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching number three with me. Thanks for, Thanks for having us. One, two, three. It wasn't early at all. I don't need you with me. The biggest thanks to Heidi, Bella, and Aria for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theinternetnow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.